You're listening to Brazen Bookworm's Unrighteous Reading Rebellion, a reform book snob's journey in musings through all things romance. Some language may not be safe for all ears. Frequent usage of sarcasm may occur. Welcome back, bookworms. I'm super excited to be back with you today for episode five. Um, first, some feedback on last week's episode. Um, so just wanted to say thank you to everyone who chimed in and shared uh, their thoughts on book boyfriends and bonding over fictional characters. Um, that's one of the things I truly, truly love about the romance genre and literature in general is those of us who bond over characters that only existed in someone's mind until they shared them with the rest of us and allowed us to bond over them too. So I appreciate all the feedback on that and the podcast in general. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, a lot of what I've discussed so far in here is inspired by conversations I've seen in book groups online, because I do spend an awful lot of time there, um, but also in chats with friends that are online and in person. And um, over the past two years, I've seen a topic emerge on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it usually starts with a question. A reader asks in a group or says in a group, I found an error in an author's book. Should I let them know? And multiple people will jump in with their thoughts on it, which I will definitely chat about in a second. Um, and more times than not, the conversation eventually turns into um, some commentary on the ability to read a book that has errors in it. Uh, I've read everything from I can't read a book with errors in it. It drives me crazy to I lowered my review rating of a book because there were errors in it. And um, I even saw a comment recently that got my hackles up a little bit and frustrated me because it said, this is the problem with the indie publishing industry. There's no level of professionalism. Whew, boy. Um, yeah. Um, and then there was one that said, I'm jumping into the heavy stuff today, y'all. Um, there was a comment that said, if you can't afford editing, you shouldn't be publishing a book. Wow. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So uh, we're going to unpack as we travel along the brain squirrel chaos tram. Uh, so hopefully you'll stick with me for a little bit. Let's dive in, shall we? Uh, first, let's talk real quick about the errors that you inevitably find in books that you read, because they, they happen. Um, for one, it does not have anything to do with indie versus traditional publishing. I can tell you that from my experience reading through several decades, I have found typos, syntax and agreement errors, um, lack or wrong punctuation, you name it, in books that were traditionally published. It happens. In fact, when I was teaching ninth grade language arts, I gave my students little gifts, uh, candy, it was candy, because that's what ninth graders respond to, <laughs> is chocolate bars. I gave them little gifts when they found the errors in their textbook. Because yeah, even in the ninth edition, of this language arts textbook that I loved. It was a fantastic textbook, but even the ninth edition had some errors in it. Because, um, you know, sometimes this pesky editing gremlins, they slip right through every barrier you put up into publication. You can call it oversight, whatever you want to. Nothing's ever perfect, seriously. So we kind of need to move past that. Um, and I think we can all acknowledge at this point that indie publishing serves a very valid and valuable purpose, and we can dispense with the negativity toward authors that choose to go indie and um, self-published over people who do traditional publishing. The 
indie and self-publishing um, arena uh, option opportunity has made it very reasonable for people who would never have been able to be published before to be published. And for one, for me, I love that because I love the opportunity it gives for people to find their voice um, and to express their um, joy and their love of writing without going those traditional paths of submitting manuscripts to um, hundreds and hundreds of publishers and getting back hundreds of hundreds of, upon hundreds of um, declines and, and rejection letters and being frustrated. Being able to write your book and live through your characters and get your story out to the world and have a way to publish it as an independent, publish, as an independent author is truly wonderful. So um, I have a lot of friends, in fact, honestly, most of what I read is independent published these days, and I do not find it lacking in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I find it gives those authors another level of true creativity uh, to express themselves in their stories that they may not have had going the traditional publishing route. So we're going to dispense with that all right there. Um, what I do want to touch on and I want to talk through is the negativity that some newbie authors and even established authors have who've had errors in their books that they've published, um, specifically the opinion that someone, like I said, sprouted that if an author can't afford an editor, um, they shouldn't be writing a book because that we're just going to stop with right there. A lot of authors, they're brand new authors, baby authors, and all they want to do is write a book. They want to get their book baby out into the world. They have an idea in their head. Um, their characters are chatting at them nonstop. They've got this great story that they want to tell. And um, their goal is to be a published author. And they may not have the resources uh, financially wise. Um, they may not know people in the industry to look into editing. Um, and when they do look into editing, a lot of times um, it's the realization hits that editing is not cheap. Um, editing is a pretty major expense as far as publishing goes. And when you're an independent author and you're a brand new author and you're also thinking about advertising and designing a cover and all the things that go into it, uh, editing may honestly be the last thing on their mind because there's so much more that goes into writing a book than putting the words on paper, but a lot of it's getting it into the hands of other people. And the cover makes a big difference, and they're putting all this time and effort into it. And editing is a major expense that the author has to decide whether to use it or not based on their comfort level with their writing, what their budget is. Um, some authors, like I said, they really just want to get their writing out into the world. So they have to start somewhere. So they write their book and they publish it independently um, and their book baby is now out in the world and people are reading it and it may not be perfect, but they've accomplished that amazing goal of having their book baby out there. And I don't think their stories are any less valuable, um, meaningful, insightful, or fun because they've made the decision, um, sometimes it's a very difficult decision, to not hire a professional editor because of the pricing. Um, maybe they're hoping to get some book sales and then put some editing into it, into the next book. Um, maybe they just don't think it's an expense that they need. Whatever it happens to be, we're gonna acknowledge that not every baby author can afford editing. Um, in the long run, I think every 
author looks to editing as a goal, but when they're first starting out, it may not be part of that. Um, I do edit for several authors who are very, very new, very much baby authors, and I've learned so much through the journey with them as far as um, what their expectations are, what their abilities are, uh, what their goals are, and uh, what they know and what they don't know from the indie publishing industry, because most of them are readers first. They start out as a reader in the romance community, and they've got a book in their head, and they're like, huh, I see other people doing this. I've got this great story. I have this goal. I'm going to publish a book. And I think that is phenomenal that they get the chance to do that. Um, most of the authors that I edit for, like I said, they're, they're baby authors. They're brand new. And um, in fact, only two of the authors I have published for have published more than four books. Uh, three of those authors that I edit for have arcs that went out in the last couple of weeks. And if you're not familiar with what an arc is, um, an arc is an advanced reader or advanced review copy. And it is a free book, free version of the book that the author sends out to readers to get feedback on the book, to get reviews up when the book published. So it starts to create some buzz and some stir, and it gives them feedback on things like some errors in possibly continuity. Um, the arc readers can be that last line. Are they editors? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, arc readers are not editors. That's not, honestly, that's not their job. Their job as an arc reader is to take this wonderful book baby um, that they're being provided for free to read through it and to provide an honest review. And sometimes they have those, those eyes that see, oh, wait a minute. Um, I think you used the wrong name here for this character, or um, I don't think this is the word you meant to use. Uh, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. So <laughs> they're a great line of defense for the author to get feedback, or even sometimes it can be something as far as, um, I think I know what you're trying to say here, but I think part of what happened is missing. Uh, because sometimes something happens in the author's mind that doesn't translate to the paper. Um, I've done it. I've read it. I've seen it. I've gone back to authors and I'm like, I think I missed something. And the author's usually like, mm, no, no, you didn't miss it. I missed it. It's in my head. It just never made it out of the brain onto the document. And ARC readers are fantastic for finding those little things because they're reading through it with fresh eyes for the story. And things that might get lost in the editing process, because as an editor, we're looking for tiny things like comma versus period versus semicolon versus em dash versus ellipses. Arc readers are not usually looking for that. They're just reading for the joy of having the story in front of them and to write a review and give feedback to the author. But they will catch things like that. Um, in fact, one book that I was on an editing team for, um, there were multiple sets of eyes on this book and we all missed one thing. And it was a name swap. That happens a lot. Um, as authors go back through and write things, name swaps can happen. And we went back and we were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we all missed that. But this art reader was like, I am sure this is not what you meant. And I want to give you this feedback. And we were like, yay, thank you, art reader. Because that's exactly what the beauty of having art readers is, other than their review, is that last line of defense against um, the, the, last, the line of defense against the dark editing gremlins who slip their way through into publication. Um, 
Now, newbie baby authors may say, I'm going to arc my book and um, because I can't afford an editor and I'm sure my arc readers will find things and give me feedback. And a lot of times they do. Um, but some brand new authors aren't even familiar with how an arc works from the author side. They may have arc read for other authors before, but that process of putting that arc together to get out to readers is difficult. Um, and I know it's a challenge because two of the authors that I'm just edited for had never done arcs before. One of them was a brand new author, brand new debut author, but the other one, this is her fourth book, and um, she was arcing a book for the first time. And it was a journey, y'all. It was a journey um, trying to figure out formatting and the best way to send them to people and setting up an ARC group on Facebook so that you could communicate, uh, letting ARC readers know how to get back in touch with you with things that they find, with their feedback, um, non-disclosure agreements. There's a lot that goes into it. So a lot of baby authors, brand new authors may say, it is not worth my time to do that. I'm going to just kind of go with what I know and put my book out there and, and I'm going to hope for the best. Uh, and I will say another part of the beauty of independent authoring and publishing is that you can, when you get feedback, even if your book's been published, you can make changes and corrections as they're sent to you because you own the publication rights. You have the document and you can update as things become apparent that they need to be changed. So with that in mind, um, a lot of people have asked in some of the groups, if I find an error in a book that I'm reading, what then? Is there something that I can do? Is there a way that I can tell the author? Should I tell the author? I will tell you that the first time I found an error in an author's book that I was reading um, as a romance reader in the independent um, romance world, I guess, independent publishing world, I, I really didn't know what to do. I was um, nervous about contacting someone to say, did you realize that there was an error here? I honestly did not want to sound like a know-it-all. Um, I know I have a background in editing and in writing and in reading and teaching and all that, but I still, it was a difficult thing for me to say as a reader, I, I'm questioning the author's judgment, which it wasn't a question of judgment because we can talk about all day about the difference in um, personal choices versus uh, a subject verb agreement, things like that. Um, it was the wrong use of a word. It was a, a there, there thing, you know, the T-H-E-I-R versus T-H-E-R-E. Um, so obviously something that wasn't caught, not a big deal, but I was like, huh, okay, how do I get that information to somebody who can make the change? And is a change even possible now that it's been published? So let me slow down. Cause I think I said a lot there and I want to back up a little bit, uh, going back to someone who asked, I found an error, an editor, I found an error who do I tell and should I? Um, let me tell you the wrong answer first so that you'll know what not to do because there is a way that you can let authors know that you have found errors. And my experience has been that authors want to know. They want 
the feedback because ultimately their goal is a perfectly polished, published book. Um, and they know that errors are a possibility for whatever reason. So please don't report an error you find through your Kindle. Um, I will tell you that those are seen as quality control issues and they will get the book pulled from publication until the author can fix or justify the errors. And it's just not cool, not at all, because authors spend a ton of time writing their stories and you can help them along with feedback, but we can do it in a way that's not going to make them cry on their keyboards and cost them um, money in their publications because um, one, their characters are already making them cry on their keyboards. We don't need to do that as as their readers, but we also don't need to have a book pulled from publication and lose that momentum and that stream of income um, because of the way errors are reported. Because in the romance novel community, there is this beautiful um, sense of communication and camaraderie, uh, and there is a sense of um, help and joy in the being part of that community within the book with the author. So here's my recommendation and what I have found to be the most helpful. And this also comes up in these discussions of, I found an error, now what? The best thing you can do if you find something like that, okay, for me, the best thing you can do if you find something like that is just look, overlook it, make a note of it and keep reading. Don't stop because you found an error, okay? It's not going to destroy, hopefully it's not going to destroy your reading of the story because you found an error. Mark it and keep reading. And then when you're done with the book, reach out to the author through their website or social media. Um, you can send an email asking if they would even like feedback on their book um, and the errors that you found that they may or may not be aware of and ask them what's the best way for me to provide this feedback to you. Um, you can send them a message through Facebook. You can send them an email through their website. There's usually a contact me on their website somewhere and you can send that message and say, I was reading your book. Um, tell them all the things you loved about it. Uh, and I found this error uh, I wasn't sure if you're aware of, or the, I found some errors I wasn't sure if you were aware of. And um, I'd like to know if, if I can provide that feedback to you. Um, are you receptive to that? So it's kind of like a little, um, called a compliment sandwich. So you start with, I love the book. The characters really spoke to me. Um, I love your style of writing. Uh, while I was reading, I noticed a couple of errors that I thought you might not be aware of, um, and I'd like to make you aware of them. And since I love this book, how can I let you know? So good mm, question. Good. Makes everybody happy, right? Um, and the author may say, hey, that's awesome. Can you send it in this format to this email address? Which may be to them, might be to their um, author assistant or personal professional assistant to take care of that. Um, and when they get that back from you, they might look at it and say, hmm, okay, yeah, I, I used their, T-H-E-I-R instead of T-H-E-R-E, I should fix that. Or they may look at it and say, that was an artistic um, choice that I made. Because while authors are using the written word, um, they're still artists. 
and sometimes they might take some artistic license in their dialogue or their prose um, about how they write their characters to convey a specific tone um, or pacing. And it's up to the author to decide that that's how I want my character to sound, especially with things like commas and dialogue, um, where you might have a character who's um, kind of like me, very train of thought, and they just keep going and going and going and going. There's no room for commas in my conversation. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, and sometimes the commas will appear somewhere because I have to stop and think, and then I'll just keep going. But um, you may not be aware of that, and that might have been a choice of theirs. Um, you also may not be familiar with the um, style guide that they're using. There's a lot of those out there now, and different authors, depending on what their background is, the editor that they're using, or even where they're from, um, may use different style guides. And one style guide might say, only use the Oxford comma. And another style guide may say, never use the Oxford comma. Um, you know, comma before T-O-O at the end is no longer good. Uh, just be aware that while you're providing feedback, uh, you may not be aware of the stylistic choices that the author made. And some of those things that you're sending might actually be stylistic. So I love that people feel that they can send. It's wonderful. I have sent things to authors sometimes and had them send back and say, you know, I love that feedback. I appreciate it very much, but um, I'm using this instead of that. Therefore, I'm doing this. And it's like, cool, totally got it. But my brain said we should make them aware just in case, because you never know. So also be aware um, that there is a process for an author to re-edit and update and upload a new book for e-reader updates. So sometimes the author does it really, really quickly, and the platform responds really, really quickly, and the book goes up right away. Sometimes the platform takes a little while to respond to the author, and uh, edits that they've had in the works for a month may still be sitting in someone's queue waiting to be uploaded. So you may not have the most up-to-date version with corrections in it. Um, so be kind in your feedback and understand that sometimes some things are just out of the author's control. Um, so it may not be a problem with the author of the book. It may be just a function of the platform that they're on not having uploaded it most recent copy. So, ooh, I just said a lot. Sip of water. Here we go. Now, <laughs> ooh, okay, brain squirrels are giving me a little bit of a detour here on the error thing. So stay with me. If you have an error in a book, um, <laughs> you find an error in a book, or you don't particularly find a book pleasing to you for whatever situation, you didn't like something about it, Let's not go to that author's Facebook group and broadcast that information. Find an error, send a message. Don't like something about the book, a character, the topic, whatever. Um, you might want to post it in a general reader group. Uh, I, I wouldn't mention the author. I mean, I personally think that's kind of rude. Um, but you can definitely discuss, you know, hey, I was reading this book recently and um, it really made me feel some kind of way and I wasn't happy with it. I just need to vent about it. But, you know, or I found a bunch of errors and it made me unhappy. But, but going to an author's private online group to express that you didn't like their book because 
there were errors, the character wasn't to your liking, whatever. That's, that's not cool. So let's stop and take a moment to think about kindness because we're all, we all want to be kind. We want people to be kind to us. We want to be kind to others. So don't, just don't do it. Um, that's the author's online home. And while you might go to a friend's house in real life and judge their taste in decor, you wouldn't say it out loud while sitting in their living room. Um, and if you do, you probably won't get invited back. It's kind of the same for an author's group, you know, just saying. So um, don't show up in their group with um, their dirty dishes and say, hey, I know she hadn't washed these yet. What's your problem? So that's, that's kind of how I look at errors. Just, just don't do that, right? Uh, send a message. So the next thing that always comes up with this is about, um, you know, I found errors and I want to leave a review and... Um, there's always a discussion that jumps off of it about leaving a review for a book that you just read. And so I want to kind of go down that line for a little bit because it, it, like I said, they seem to dovetail the conversations about, um, finding errors and writing reviews seem to jump off of each other. So about reviews, I am not ever going to tell you what you should and shouldn't put in a review that you post on your personal page, on your blog, on a platform um, that you bought a book from, on Goodreads, whatever. Uh, I will never ever tell you what to write in your review or to or to not write a review. Reviews are your opinion, period. And to be honest, I love a good one-star review uh, that says there was too much sex or too many F-bombs because that's a one-click for me. If you put a one-star review up and say, I one starred this book because there was too much sex. I am one clicking that baby faster than you click that one star. Um, and I know in some of the groups, we love to laugh at those reviews. And there are authors that have even made videos and memes out of their one star reviews because they're just kind of eye rollingly funny and ridiculous. Uh, and a lot of authors don't care anyway. But if you really, really, really feel that you need to write um, a one, two or three star review, because you feel strongly about what you read, then do it. Um, there's a need for all opinions to be heard. Uh, and your reason for panning a book may save another reader from experiencing the same um, frustration or lack of joy that you did. So it's up on you. It's totally on you. But um, there are people who take it a little further. Um, and uh, I literally saw a one-star review the other day that was because the person didn't like the cover and they say in their one-star review that they didn't even read the book because they couldn't get past the cover. That's a really petty and awful thing to do to an author. If you're an author, I hope you're not reading those reviews unless you're reading them for humor value um, because if you can justify your review with what you read in the book, I will always respect your review. Always. If you have a review that says I didn't read the book, but I'm one starring it because that I have lost respect for that person because that's just not okay. To me, it's like going to a restaurant and you couldn't find parking, 
So you turned around and left and gave the food a one-star review because you couldn't get in the front door because you didn't want to wait for someone to leave a spot. It's just not okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that right now because yeah, but otherwise read the book. Something didn't hit right. You do you, you write your honest review. Talking with a, some other folks the other day, I had someone ask me why I four or five star every book that I've read. Um, and I don't, um, I have not, I, every book that I review that I post a review for gets a four or five stars. That does not mean that every book I've read is a four or five star book. I choose to publish reviews that are four or five star books. In my opinion, I've read a lot of books that would rate three stars or lower, but I've recognized through my reading that the main reason I rate them that way is because for whatever reason, the book wasn't for me. Um, it could have been the writing style. Um, it could have been language choice. It could have been subject matter. Um, whatever it was, it just didn't gel with me. And I'll acknowledge and recognize that my opinion on a book is not the be all end all of opinions. And I don't feel it's necessary to bring an author's overall review writing down because I just didn't find their book to be for me. Um, it's just not something that I feel like I want to do. Like I said, you do you and you write books honestly and review them honestly. And I was always respect that always, always. But for me, I want to put books out there that reflect the joy that I'm finding in them. Now, I will never downgrade a book in rating based on errors unless they really interfere with my ability to read that book. So circling back around to the what do you do if you find an error, um, if I find one that I'll just, I'll pass over it, I'll let the author know, but it's not going to work its way into my review. If I read a book, and there was only one that this has happened to, where the errors truly and really and truly interfere with my ability to read and enjoy the book, I will just, I'll stop reading it. It's a do not finish for me, and I won't rate or review a book that I don't finish. I'll reach out to the author or their assistant, because I believe that writers are artists who deserve a chance to grow and mature and improve their craft. A negative review is not going to help them get there. So... I'll send them something that says, um, you know, I, I noticed this, I'm not going to review, but I wanted to know if you'd like my feedback. Here's my feedback. If they ask for it, I'll send them the feedback, but I'm not going to send them reaching for a shower beer because of my review and what I sent back to them. Um, I don't want them messaging a friend late at night in a panic because their imposter syndrome is creeping in because of a review that I've posted. Um, and I don't want to push an author away from something they love so much and they've put so much time and effort into because something just wasn't for me, right? We're going to find things that aren't for us. That's totally cool, right? And for me, it's just not in my, um, my nature, I guess. I don't know, to put that review out there. It's not my place. Um, I write reviews with the intent on sharing why I loved a book I read. I want to express my joy in the story in the characters, in the experience. And I want to have other people understand why I loved it so much. I want to start a conversation about books um, that I love with people who also loved them 
And I want to encourage readers who love the same books that I do to read other books that I've loved and read. Um, I've been really, really super lucky to receive art copies of a number of books. Um, and I work really, really hard to make sure that my reviews reflect the trust that that author has placed in me. Um, whether it's feedback, reviews, whatever it happens to be, they've given that trust to me freely. Um, literally, freely, they gave me the book for free. But they've also turned that trust over to me, um, knowing that I, I could rip their book baby to shreds. I absolutely could. It's a really difficult thing to be a writer, to put your soul out there on paper or digitally for others to judge. And that's what's happening when you're sending somebody a free book and you're, you're putting your book out there, whether it's an ARC, whether it's Kindle Unlimited, whether somebody buys the book, putting that book out there, it's going to be judged. And that's a difficult thing. Um, and I want to be encouraging to authors and to other readers to look at the books that they're reading with that joy in the experience and review based on that. I want authors courage to be rewarded with that review. So that being said, reader friends, please note that there's a method to reach out if you find errors. Um, and I hope that you use that method to reach out to other authors. Um, and I hope you know it's okay to overlook those errors also and not feel that you're obligated to reach out to an author and say, I found errors. Um, your obligation when you get a book, whether it's an ARC or one you've purchased or one you've borrowed from a library or a paperback you've borrowed from a friend, your obligation as a reader is to read and enjoy the book. And then if you feel inclined to write a review based on what you experienced with the book, write that review, whether it's a good review or not. If you feel it's review worthy, I encourage you to review it. That being said, author friends, I have a plea for you too. Please don't read the reviews of your books. I know that that rabbit hole can be really, really tempting. But as a wise friend or, or three have mentioned quite often and recently, Book reviews are for other readers, not the author. You wrote your book, baby, and you put it out in the world. And that's your part of this journey. If you absolutely have to know what people are saying, send me a message. I'll curate a bounty of beautiful reviews for you and send you screenshots of glowing words your readers have for your work, because I know how awesome it feels to be lifted up and buoyed around by the people who love and appreciate your work. I know that joy, right? I'm not saying there will never be negative reviews. There will for multiple reasons, but I want you as an author to experience the true joy that comes with knowing others are enjoying your work and appreciating what you've had to write because that's what we're all in this for y'all is the enjoyment and the pleasure and the beauty that comes from the written word. And while there's chaos along the way with the writing process, with the editing process, with the review process, chaos for authors and getting it all together and putting it out there chaos for readers with not knowing just what might be the right way to approach things that they find in books. 
the ultimate goal of the journey is the joy. So hopefully you'll find the joy in the next book that you're reading. You'll find a reason to review it. Um, you'll find a reason to reach out to the author in a constructive, productive way. If you find errors, you'll have a little bit of grace for the editors <laughs> who are going to look at that error report and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. How the hell did I miss that? Because I said that yesterday and I know I will say it again. So to my authors, thank you for acknowledging the human side of the editing process, as well as the reader process. To the readers, thank you for acknowledging the human side to the writing and the editing and the reading process. <sighs> so now that I've got that off my brain and the squirrels can rest on that a little bit, hopefully I'll get some feedback from you as well. Um, you can find me um, on the blog, brazensblog.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Brazen Bookworm's Unrighteous Reading Rebellion, on Instagram and TikTok as Brazen Bookworm, on Discord as Brazen Bookworm. Remember, it's B-R-A-Y-Z-E-N-B-O-O-K-W-Y-R-M. I like those Ys. I'm weird. Um, drop into the comments on the podcast posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Discord. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Um, let me know your thoughts on um, editing, writing, errors, reviews, all the wonderful things. Um, let me know what you'd like to hear me ramble about next. Uh, you can also message me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can email me at brazenbookworm at gmail.com. And that's it for today. I'm so glad you've decided to pop in and join me on my latest adventure in podcasting. And I cannot wait to connect with y'all again soon.